Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Drugs and Stuff. Today, Dave and I are going to start out by addressing some constructive listener feedback. Then we've got our steroid profile of the week. This week, we're going to talk about sight enhancers, Essiclean, and Nolitol. Things you'll probably never use, but you can have fun hanging out, learning about them with us. After that, we've got our listener questions, over-the-counter supplements that you can use to help control estrogen, dealing with loose skin after you've gotten into shape, the lifespan of HCG and other peptides after they've been mixed, trend causing allergies to tomatoes, or is it tomatoes? We're going to get to the bottom of that, all of that and much more right now here on Drugs and Stuff. What's up, guys? Yes. You're watching Drugs and Stuff with Dave and me. I'm Scott. And Betsy's over there sleeping. What's up, guys? Welcome oh, back to I Drugs. Oh, I see. So you what? No, you don't have to kill your dog. She's Because she's a good dog. She's quiet. So I have to kill mine, but you don't have to kill yours. That's just not on. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Drugs and Stuff with Dave Crossland. I'm Scott McNally. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com, high-quality health and performance supplements. You can find links down to that in our show notes, and if you use our code ADVICES, you'll directly support our programming. Dave Crossland, I'd like to welcome you mm-hmm. and Christmas Cabbage back to the show. Christmas Cabbage won't stay on my microphone. You'll have to go. Uh, thank you. It's nice to be here. Dude. We have, so we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We, we do have a, our steroid profile of the week. We're going kind of out there today with acicline and Nolitol, some weird compounds. We'll get to that. I want to ask Dave about the fact that he was just in the gym. Uh, but also, I wanted to start by bringing some attention to some of our comments. Oh, first of all, Dave, we got more views on the last episode than we have on any other episode of Drugs and Stuff in the first 24 hours on YouTube. I actually think that the last two episodes have probably been our best. And it's going to all probably be downhill from here, I'm guessing. Definitely. We've peaked. That's it. (laughs) It's all going to go to shit. (laughs) It's been a good run. I hope you guys appreciated it. It took us 77 episodes to get here. It's been been good. Now, like I said, we, we got all of our questions that we have today are pulled from the previous episode's YouTube comments. If you guys have any comments that you want to share, um, if you want to like flame Dave about stuff, I'm always up for reading those comments. No, seriously. We appreciate all the cool feedback we've gotten. We did get some criticism, and I wanted to share that with you today, Dave. No, you got some criticism. Silencing your phones would be a great idea. Now I do. There is some reality to that. We once in a while I forget to silence my phone, and that is a thing that happens. Dave never silences his phone. He doesn't know how to be professional. But I like the next part. That also you guys need to get along more. Why? I don't like you. I mean, it's just that simple. It almost makes you look amateur compared to other bodybuilding podcasts where the guys are agreeing with each other and getting along. I try. Jake, I try every week. This is the best I can. Try. You're trying (laughs) is what you're trying to say. And I actually take pride (laughs) in being labeled as amateur. Uh, uh, it makes it seem but uh, more concrete with, with, and less, well, yeah, but, I think this is this, and I think this is that. Too flippy floppy, Dave. So, basically, we need to agree with each other. So, we have to decide now who's going to be right and who's going to be wrong. Well, naturally, we're going to go, what was that sound, by the way? What was that sound? I, I don't know. I'm sure my phones are all on silent. <laughs> All right, let me check this phone. How many phones do you have? I know you got your new Razer flip phone. Oh, I've got a new phone. Yeah, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, have you? Oh, no. I turned Wi-Fi off. I didn't turn the phone off. Oh. So, all right. This doesn't look like the Razer flip phone. Oh, that's pretty badass. I mean, pretty nice. That's cool. Cool, isn't it? Yeah. And it's... it's, I've I've got a... 
a USB that plugs straight into the bottom so I can expand my memory. But you can also, I can get a three terabyte plug-in hard drive. I can just plug in the bottom and it basically becomes a, a mini laptop. You're kidding me. Huh. No, it's cool as, cool as fuck. Dude, I would consider getting that. I need a new phone. My screen is cracked. It's going to cost like $350 to repair this thing. Uh, and then a, or a thousand dollars for a new phone. It's a couple years old now. So, but I, listen, I've got the Apple desktop, the Apple computer, laptop, the Apple phone. Everything is all. I'd have to start fresh. But back to our topic. Anyway, yeah, about you being very unprofessional and not agreeing with me. I think he takes us serious. He probably, you know, he was probably a new viewer. I'm guessing he didn't realize that. Our, our, how our can any? How can we're dry? Oh, sorry, okay. How can anyone take us serious? Come on, we're we're a little on the dry side. I feel like I've tapped into my British sense of humor you, talking with you, Dave. You, you are. I I have to agree, actually, and this is actually a serious comment. Uh oh. You have a very English sense of humor in the sense that you're very dry and you you take banter really well. Where and no disrespect to your fellow countrymen, but quite often they don't catch the dryness of, of British humor. But you do. You're quite good with it, actually. Well, I, I appreciate that. That's the first compliment I've gotten. I think that if you were to say nice things to me more often, the show would go more smoothly and we would look more professional like the other bodybuilding podcasts. Well, I would if you bothered having a shave and didn't look like a fucking tramp. <laughs> a tramp? Who says tramp? Yeah. In 2021. That's like a oh, word. Oh, sorry. What am I supposed to call you? Bag lady? <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, I did get a kick out of that. We did get a lot of really good feedback, and we appreciate all your guys' comments and appreciate you guys watching our shows. Um, so what do, oh, before we get to our steroid topic of the day or steroid profile of the day, you went to the gym, and then they closed down immediately after... Yes. To sanitize <laughs> because you fucked everything up. <laughs> I, I went to the gym. Um, I had decided that we're having a little bit of a comeback's probably too strong a word, but so there was going to be a month of cardio, fitness, and rehab because I've got a few long term things that I've never dealt with, like poor glute activation and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was like, get my glutes working properly, which should actually help with the nerve issues in my foot because it should take some load off my lower back when my glutes start working properly because a lot of I throw a lot of load into my back when I walk. Yeah. Um, anyway, long story short, went to the gym, got home, and that night Boris shut everything. So if he didn't want me to get big, he just needed to ring me. He didn't need to... You paid that guy to say that. George White, you're a liar. Um, he, uh, he, you know, if he wanted me to stop me getting massive, he only just needed to ring me. He didn't need to close every gym in the country. Dave, you knew this was coming. You even told me you were like, oh, the gyms are going to close down. So I think this was like an attempt where you're like, hey, guys, new year, new me. I'm going to start going to the gym starting today. And then no, you went and then I'm like, going to oh, continue. Goodness, they're closed down now. I'm, I'm going to continue. I've got, I'm, I'm going to swap the the bike and stuff for doing the bag and I'm going to continue with my, my rehab work. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought you so, had the heavy bag at your house, right? Yeah. I've got the heavy bag outside. So it's a bit fucking cold cause it's minus two, but I'll, I'll go and twat that in the morning and uh, I'll do me glute bridges and me kickbacks to get me, me bum working and fuck now. But yeah, my ass is sore. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It's what a did you while train? since I've trained. Well, I just did I just did some glute work because that's what's not firing. That's what's not working. My glutes just do not fire at all. Okay. And it's been it's been an issue for twenty years. I mean, when I was big and I was squatting heavy, yeah. I was squatting quad. I wasn't squatting glute. There was no glute activation. So I I could wreck with three hundred kilo, but if I went above that, I'd just injury after injury after injury. I I three forty so many times tore my quads because yeah. the the fact that my glutes weren't fine threw everything slightly out and 300 was just the limit I could go to. I couldn't go any higher. Um, so it's been a long-standing problem as well, like a glute activation. And it's just like, you know what? It's about time I actually did something about it. And it's the perfect opportunity. So I say it'll be a lot of glute bridge work and 
the old style kickbacks and that sort of shit to try and, and get them working properly again, then hopefully. I think we're going to be looking at end of Feb into March before we see gyms reopen of any sort. Mm. Um, so, ah, now, George, that's better. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, I, I need to sort it out. It's, it's been a long-standing, you know, well-known issue that I need to get my arse in gear and sort my fitness out. So it's might as well get it done. I'm feeling very positive considering all the shit that's going on. All right. Well, hopefully we all have a better 2021 coming up. I predict it probably is going to be, you know, at least till half through this year before things really start to shape up. But let's let's hope that it happens or, you know, a lot of these businesses, these gyms, they can only stay shut down so long. But listen, let's get to our uh, our steroid profile of the day of the week. We well, technically, kind of, we've got two, haven't we? Yeah, kind of tied in together now. What, what is our first one? Well, what are the two that we're going to cover here? First one is Essiclin. Okay. And second one is Nolotil, but Nol- often pronounced Nolitol. That's what I've always said, Nolitol. But yeah, I've always said Nolitol as well, but it's actually spelled N-O-L-O-T-I-L. Nolotil. So Essiclin is former balloon. Balloon, yeah. That's his proper name. Okay. Really weak androgen, really weak anabolic. Uh, it's actually test-based. Chemically, it's really close to D-ball. That's what I read. I, yeah, I, but obviously action is nothing like, but it's actually chemical structure-wise, it's very close to D-ball. Yeah, and it's it's a water-based. This is mm-hmm. always... Now, is there... Did they use an oral at all of it that you're aware of? I believe there was, yeah. I, I've seen mention of an oral uh, in doses of like two and five milligram. Okay. Um, it was originally produced by an Italian company. Uh, I want to say LBM. No, no, it's L L something. LPB might be. Um, now the original farmer had um, lidocaine in it. Oh, okay. And and that was because this stuff is so frigging painful. That's what I've heard. I heard it's like bee stings all over. Well, what what it is, because obviously we haven't even said why people use it yet. It, it You inject it into the muscle and it's a muscle irritant. It is an anabolic, but it's incredibly weak. Okay. Uh, but what it does do is it irritates the muscle, causing an inflammation reaction, which then obviously causes the muscle to swell. Okay. So... It's a sight enhancer. It's used as a sight enhancer, but it's temporary. So it was popular in the 80s and the 70s. Um, Guys used to take it like the day before they were going on stage to bring up weak body parts and stuff. In the same way that people use synthol now, but you don't have the long-term management like you do with synthol. I've heard stories of, and it might have even been Dan Duchesne, in a uh, in a hotel room with a chick, and literally like a hundred insulin syringes laid out on the bed, and they're just going around hitting everything. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I mean, my belief is, um, oh god, nineties, two thousand. Flex uh, Wheeler. But Flex used to go to a plastic surgeon, didn't it? I, I don't know. He's always claimed that his arms are 100% natural. It wasn't, no, it's not Flex. It's somebody else. Similar look, I, but bigger. Okay. Kevin Lavrone? Anyway. Yes. He was supposedly going to a plastic surgeon for Synthol, uh, and it was a similar setup. It was like, you know, 50, 60 syringes, and he would go around and sculpt him, effectively. There was something about the look of those guys, guys like Flex, guys like Lavrone. That just like they had such like interesting, their look was different than what we see today, and it was different than what we saw before that. Just like the small waists, and then like the poppy round, you know, super Very crazy f- round. And what you notice was towards the end of Kevin's career, he started to smooth out, and you couldn't see the striations in in him anymore. Okay, um, and that was arguably down to the synthol whether huh. that is 100 percent correct or not i couldn't say but that was the story yeah but anyway yeah essiclin 
very old drug, sight irritant, incredibly popular in the 70s and 80s. Um, more recently, it's been superseded by Nolotil. And I'll say I never used Acyclim before we move on from that. You have, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. What, what was that? What did you put it in? Um, I think it was Medelts, if I remember rightly. And I just, it was just more of a, I, the problem was in my very, very early steroid career, I had no knowledge whatsoever. Okay. Uh, and I took certain compounds based on very poor information. So I used Esiclin because I was told it created site growth. Yeah. Which it did for three days. Yeah. <laughs> in the same way, I used Synthol once in my calves. Yeah. Because I was told it promoted uh, site growth, and then I couldn't walk for a week. Um, never used it in anything else, but I did inject it in my calves once. Okay. Um, now, more recently, I have used Nolotil. Okay. Um, and that was because there was an expo coming up or something like that. And I, I used it actually before I got so sort of at the very beginning of the UC stuff. I didn't use it towards the back end because I didn't need to. Yeah. But in the early days when I still didn't feel I was, you know, I didn't feel I was kind of sad. I have used it. I used it one body power, I believe. Was um, that the year that you saw Rich Piana in out Anglo? No, no, it was a couple of years before that. Okay. In fact, I think it was the first or second body power I'd ever been to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I was working a stand for the very first time with Paul George. Um, and I just wanted to look the best for the stand and everything. You know, it's not uncommon. Loads of people do stupid stuff when they come into stuff like that. I mean, how many people get bumped up before they go out in the night out? Dude, I've known so uh, many people who are like, hey, I want to get in shape to go to the Arnold Classic. Yeah. Not, not to compete, yeah, yeah. just to walk around and take pictures with yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. So this stuff, now I was originally to believe it's Russian. Turns out it's a painkiller. Yeah, I heard they use it for toothaches and things like that, like mm-hmm. in place of Tylenol. Yep. Or and it, it, if you inject into a muscle, it causes the muscle to swell. Hmm. Um, not as painful as Esiclin, but still not pain-free. Yeah. Uh, the difference is Esiclin, from a point of view of side effects, is virtually nothing. It, it's because it's such a mild anabolic. All you really get from a side point of view is the information and possibly a little bit of water in the area because of the information. Okay. Um, Esiclin doesn't aromatize uh, or anything like that. Obviously, Nolotil's not an anabolic agent at all, so we don't have to be concerned with aromatization or anything of that nature. But it has got some quite awful sides listers from kidney failure right through to death. Yeah, yeah. So when I look it up, I see it appears to be a problem in the UK that people are traveling to get this from places like Spain and Portugal. They give it out, it says, for mild pain, such as toothaches or muscular discomfort. What is this? Between 50 and 500 deaths would occur as a result of this medication over a year, huh. assuming that 300 million people were to take it once a month. It says people with fair skin are thought to be more affected. Yeah. You, it, it, it could, and me, really. <laughs> it, it, it can cause a drastic drop in white cell count as well, so it can really impact your immune system. So it's definitely something you don't want to be taking at the moment. Um, I mean, it's a relatively – when we talk about steroids and drugs and stuff, this is actually a really old drug. This was first first – came about in the 1920s. So it's been around a long, long time, but it's, its use as a site irritant is, has been quite recent. Yeah, it says uh, after not... its mass production in 1922, Nolotil was first banned in Sweden in 1974, followed by the U.S. in 79. Subsequently, most of the EU has now banned it. And mm. In many countries, it's used for veterinary stuff. Yeah, and it's side effects. I don't. I would say aren't common, okay. but at the same time, you know, there is that risk, uh, and there's a there's a history of that risk as well. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. 
In reality, I feel like these compounds we're talking about today, these are things that I think most of our audience, in fact, I'd say all of our audience will probably never need to consider. You know, these are these aren't things, even if you're a competitor, I, I do think that if you if you need to use acetylene or nolatol to win a state level show that you need to rethink and that's no offense to anybody but but really you need to you know at at, at the level that most people are even at even at a, at a national show i could see maybe for a guy like a guy like nate spear who's an awesome bodybuilder he's been in like the top two for everything nationally if he were like hey i need to bring up my front delt a little maybe there you yeah know? i mean that's where these drugs come in Delts are particular, so a front delt, medial delt, or rear delt. Yeah. Um, that's where these drugs would really come into their own. I mean, out of the two, if you can get it, Esiclin would be the safer choice, but it's the more painful to use. Hmm. <clears throat> um, and it's probably nowadays difficult to get a UGL to produce it with the lidocaine in because lidocaine is um, very restricted, particularly in the UK. Uh, because of its use with cocaine. Oh, really? So, yeah, it's used to cook cocaine. Um, yeah. So if, if you're in possession of large amounts of lidocaine, you can now legally actually be charged ah. with offences relating to cocaine production. If you cannot show a legitimate reason why you have it, and there's very few legitimate reasons for lidocaine anymore. Um, there are some with tattoo creams and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but uh, yes, it's not used anywhere near as much as it used to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's as out of the two drugs, Esiclin is comparatively and relatively risk-free. It's just it hurts. Yeah. It hurts a lot, and you're going to struggle to find it. You really are. Yeah, I think um, that's a big issue in itself. I, you, yeah. You're going to start taking Whereas, a gamble when you start getting random weird drugs, you know? Definitely, definitely. Uh, while the other, obviously, does carry some consequences, those consequences are rare, but you won't want to be the one in 20,000 that, that it happened to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean... Right place, right time, they can really finish off his physique. Um, the only problem with both of them, if you're not experienced in using it, and, and it's something that you sort of need to practice with is this stuff, unfortunately, because if you inject it in the wrong place yeah. or not deep enough, you're going to create lumps and bumps. Sure. Uh, which is going to make it look worse rather than look better. And obviously this stuff's not particularly useful for large muscles so you wouldn't put it in a quad thinking it's going to develop your quad because yeah. it's too big a mass you're, you're talking small muscles for so biceps triceps delts are your probably main three muscle groups you're going to look at putting this into if you were to use it yeah. um further down the line would be calves but i would suspect that that would be incredibly painful to do yeah all right. Well, listen. Let's let's move on from here. I think I would put this as a hard no. Just to, if I were to give advice right now to all of our listeners, I would say let's let's call this one a hard no for really everyone. Even even the guys at the top. I don't know. Maybe if you're a pro, how about that? How about if well, you're a pro? Well, the alternative is sinful. Yeah. And yeah, to I, be honest, I would be more tempted to go. This route, though, like I said, not at all is problematic, rather than go the synthol route. I think if I had to pick, I probably would too. I, I, synth oil is a, is a pain on so many levels, and I feel like it can be so dangerous just in, injecting so much oil day after day like that. I mean, you know, you rock up the day before, you do your shots, you walk on stage, three days later, you're back to normal. Yeah, assuming you didn't, like, die of kidney failure or something, you're good. Well, well um, the the stats are one in twenty thousand develop a severe issue with with no low till. Okay. Um, there isn't much really recorded from a negative point of view. The issue there is obviously sourcing. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it is a very old drug. 
Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for watching another podcast here at Think Big Bodybuilding Media. And thank you to our great sponsor, TrueNutrition.com, for making this all possible. TrueNutrition.com is owned by Dante Trudell, the creator of DC Training. He wanted to create a supplement company that offered high-quality third-party tested supplements at a fair price. High-quality protein powders, just about every type you could think of. Huge variety of flavors, plus health and performance supplements. Check them out, TrueNutrition.com. And hey, if you use our code ADVICES, you directly support our podcasting. Thanks, guys. Let's get back to the program. All right. Well, moving on, we do have a bunch of questions. I'm taking all our questions from the previous YouTube episode. So if you guys want to take part in the show, we'd love to have you. You can comment on the program. And oh, I didn't even say this at the beginning, but if you enjoy our content, do us a favor. Leave us some comments and likes. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, we have several podcasts coming out each week. All of that interaction stuff helps to boost us in the algorithm so that more people see the show. And if you've used, when we discuss the compound each week, yes, by all means, put your experience in about that compound because it helps other people if they've got real world people talking about how they've dealt with that compound or how it's affected them. That's a very good point. Barry, that was I have that was a, one of the good things you did today, Dave. I have about one a month. Okay. Well, let's good move points. on then and see what what we can scrounge up for the rest of the show then. I, oh, you know what? Last week we had a question. This is where I wanted to start. I made a comment and said, hey, guys, I had a lot more thoughts on controlling estrogen without using an AI. We'll talk about it on episode 78. So last week we had a question about using a steroid such as um, Masteron to control estrogen instead of using an AI. And he said, what other compounds can I consider? I didn't even think about it, talking about the things that are non-steroidal that you can use. Um, calcium degluconate, that's a good one. That's dim. That's, that's dim. That's another. These are things that you could use that are over-the-counter supplements that definitely make a difference. So I know that the, the calcium and it's specifically well, we could even put like a link in calcium to that it it um, it actually helps you to improve your liver function, which helps you to better break down estrogens so that when you when you break down when you're, you 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 basically break down estrogen, get it prepared to eliminate your liver is responsible for that action. So when we talk about the importance of liver health, that's one of the reasons. So if you have an impaired liver, if it's not functioning as well, then that estrogen can get built up. And that directly ties into why I think that there are some times that people can have high estrogen on TRT. It's not, remember we've, and not to pick on Danny, but he was saying across the board that you take testosterone, it converts to estrogen, bada bing, bada bang, it's this black and white picture. If you're not processing this estrogen and getting rid of it, then you can have a buildup and there can be issues there. You know, the so other influencing factors are free test as well and SHBG because they'll have a big impact on estrogen conversion too. Will they? Mm. Okay. Higher your free test, higher your estrogen is going to be. Hmm. So, yeah. You, I, you've got more free flowing testosterone. So there are other ways. And these things are not steroidal. The guy had asked specifically about using a steroid. But I, I did want to throw that out there. And I think the uh, DIM, that's another good one that you mentioned. And, and a way that you could test this out would be if you're on TRT, you're consistent, you get your blood work done, your estrogen's high, then start 500 of the calcium, CDG. Start 500 of that. Then do your lab works You know, a month later, see where you're at. Go to 1,000. You can move up to 2,000, but you can, you can have low estrogen as a result. Like this stuff is not weak. So. No, uh, the other thing as well is injection protocol. So when you do test IM, you get a huge peak, yeah. which drops off initially and then evens out to to drop in line with your half life. Yeah. Uh, by doing smaller shots more frequently, you diminish the peak. the 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 higher the peak, the more you're going to push the the estrogen conversion. So the higher your testosterone peaks, the more you're going to upregulate estrogen conversion. So if you do multiple shots, and this is where it helps with TRT, when TRT patients are struggling with high estrogen, you don't get the peak, so you don't get the accelerated estrogen conversion. That makes sense. That makes sense. I recently heard that, uh, and I thought I've heard of a study, somebody had mentioned this, and I wanted to look into it further. Have you heard about doing sub-Q 
TRT that that's not going to be as um, hard on your hematocrit? Yeah, because I do sub-Q. Okay. And it's all down to the fact when you do, if you look at a testosterone peak, yeah, it's pretty much this, then a slight drop, and then it evens out and goes down. So you get this huge initial spike within 24 hours, and then it drops off a little bit, and then it starts to shallow out, and then it sort of is a little much more even and it's decay. Okay. When you do sub-Q, it's this. Mm-hmm. It's just a gradual curve. So because you're not pushing levels higher, you're not triggering all the processes and mechanisms that come with that. that so you're sense. not triggering increasing red blood cells. You're not triggering conversion to estrogen because it's, they're just not getting high enough to do it. Huh. Okay. So I am, I am as useful in that sense, definitely. Very much so. Or sub-Q. Sorry, sub-Q, sorry. Sorry, sub-Q you, is useful. We knew what you meant. I'm glad still, somebody did. Still comment below and give Dave shit about that, please. I'd appreciate it. Yes, do. Because I haven't got a clue where I am or what I'm doing. All right. What do we have here? So we did have some questions. Um, Hang on. What's this with your little pink notebook? You like that? Yeah, I have uh, yeah. I have all these different color-coordinated notebooks. This, this one's pink. I also have the blue one. There's an orange one over there. And there's a yellow Is one. Is this because in a you're in contact with your big bear side? My big bear side? Stop it. You're mm. gonna get you're gonna get that guy commenting again. Don't do it. Don't do it, Dave. I've had that my whole friggin' bodybuilding exposure. You're very bear like, Dave, yourself. And now I'm working on it with the beard, you know. We're we could no, change the name of the podcast. Like yeah, but two bears. I have a beard. You have some scruffy, messy, trumpish street person type growth. You know when I stopped shaving was uh, last, it's been a week now. So this has been a week of growth. There's a lot of gray in it. I know, right? There's a lot of gray in it. I, I posted on uh, social media. I was like, what do you guys think of growing beards? And uh, this guy, he was like, one of the, a lot of people were like, yeah, beards are awesome. Everybody loves beards now. And one guy was like, I just tried to grow a beard. He was like, it's going to make you look 10 years older. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it definitely ages yeah i think for most people it ages them um yeah. even more so if you're as gray as you are you old uh, fart thanks dave i appreciate it so, dave we should get along more on the podcast i think um, what i'm just being honest giving you constructive criticism do i need to bring that comment up again dave i can bring that comment up again you you look old and rather homeless at the moment i'm trying jake i'm really trying doing my best here every week all right this is what i got to work with that's only because no one else will work with you (laughs) so um let's see we had a guy who has loose skin he said that he's lost a bunch of weight um and as a result he's been suffering from loose skin he says here it is um, I don't know if you or Dave have any experience with this. I've lost a shit ton of weight, sadly leaving me with a lot of loose skin on my lower abdomen, a bit on the ass, and the worst spot on my lower pecs kills me mentally. I haven't gone away for years now, and it looks like uh, it hasn't gone away for years now, and it looks like surgery will be the only option. Problem being, after the surgery, you are not allowed to lift or do sports for a minimum of six weeks, up to 12 weeks. Would there be I, any other solutions? What? That's what he's asking. Before, I don't actually, unfortunately, but I do sympathize massively because you put all this work in. Yeah. You make this huge accomplishment of losing a load of weight, and then you're left with this excess skin that you can't do anything with. And it must be soul-destroying that you've put all this effort in to improve your physical appearance. Yeah. And obviously there's the health impacts and everything else as well. And and then you're left with this, the skin that you really, unfortunately, apart from surgery, can't do anything with. Um, on a plus side, don't be too focused on the 6 to 12-week recovery, though, yes, it's going to be a decent amount of time. You've lost the weight in the first place, and if you do put a little bit back on, 
you're more than capable of dropping it again. And even though you might not be able to weight train, you can still walk, you can still do basic movement and basic exercise, you can still control your calorie consumption. Yeah. Uh, and really, in the big picture of what you're going to get mentally and physically and, and appearance-wise benefits out of that surgery, surely that's worth 6 to 12 weeks of your life. Yeah, 6 to 12 weeks in the big scheme is not much. It's a blink. That said, removing big chunks of skin is considered to be a major surgery. You know, the, oh, yeah, removing yeah, skin is considered to be a higher risk operation, you know, so... There is that to consider. At the end of the day, it's probably never going to be like like absolutely perfect, you know, like like fitness cover model perfect. But I think no. too part of it comes back to self acceptance and recognizing mm -hmm. like, hey, it's like me versus me, you know. And at the end of the day, it sounds like he's. You can see his profile picture too. Uh, his 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 avatar picture on YouTube. The guy's in great shape. He's built a lot of muscle, thick pecs, thick chest, you know, thick shoulders. Um, you know, he's put a lot into this. He's listening to bodybuilding podcasts. The guy's obviously, you know, very dedicated. Chris is his name, by the way, listens to the show. Um, it's tough, man. I have seen over time. It seems like it's been a long time for him. The longer you are leaner, the tighter that skin does get. So I've seen guys. I, I worked with a guy who was we biggest one of the biggest transformations I've ever had. And he was one of my first clients. In one year, we went from 300 pounds to 200 pounds, and he gained 10 pounds of muscle in that process. He had a lot of loose skin, but another year later, there was less. And after that, there was less, but it, it was never 100, you know. Mm. If, um, if Chris is so dedicated to bodybuilding, why the fuck is he listening to us? Maybe I made a mistake. That's a good point. <laughs> no, but, you know, Chris... Super well done on what you've achieved, and I mean that genuinely. I really, really do, because uh, I know how hard it is, and I know how long out drawn out it is. And I also, to a small degree, understand the loose king side of things because it is so disheartening. Um, but really, you know, 6 to 12 weeks for the rest of your life, it is nothing. And, and at the moment, I mean, we're locked down now in the UK. They're talking about us being locked down to March. So for most people over here they're facing 12 weeks of not being able to get to the gym anyway good point you know you'll get through it you really will growth hormone will improve the elasticity of your skin i don't it think it's going to be enough to make to be like a huge game changer even after long-term use but you may find some improvement you know at the end of the day so so will zinc zinc okay mm. vitamin e mm -hmm. all those sort of things will help but Without seeing how, I mean, if we're talking a full apron of skin, then unfortunately, no amount of time or supplementation is going to get rid of that. That that's going to have to be cut. Yeah. Um, if we're talking a bit of a band flap, then potentially, yeah, you can in time rectify that. He does add. He says, "Should I just get fifty pounds bigger, full of muscle mass, and stretch the skin back out?" I mean, yeah, <laughs> do that. That's well, a that's definitely one approach. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen it though, guys who uh, they don't. They, even when they get into awesome shape, their abs look a little blurry. You mm. know, when they've been heavier in their lives, but it, you know, it comes back to you. You know, you're you're doing your best. What yeah, about? I mean, I've uh, got. What? I say I've got loose skin, not in the same extent, but I've got loose skin because of how much size I've dropped, muscular yeah. size. This is just one of them things. What about the lifespan of HCG? After it's mixed, I mentioned having a bottle in my fridge last week and it was I said it was just floating around and I, I pulled it out and used it before I went to the Arnold and then I broke out because of it. Um, the guy asked, was it mixed? No, mine was not mixed. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I would say two to three months. I would have said slightly less. I always worked on four to six weeks, but yeah. yeah. Um, are you talking mixed or are you talking freeze drop? I'd say once it was mixed two to three months, mm. I would say yeah. it would last for a long time if it's dry, as long as it's stored well. Yeah, I, I would. I've always worked on four to six weeks. That's not based on anything scientific. I, I don't even know where that's come from. It's just what I've always worked to. Yeah. Um, I haven't actually ever looked to see at its rate of decomposition, and I would suspect that some of that will play into how you've diluted it as well. 
yeah. in the sense of what fluids you've used. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, the same as with what is it? Uh, if you use like uh, bacteriostatic water, you're going to get a longer life than sterile water. You are, yes. If you use acetic acid, you'll get even a longer life than that. You you will, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, most people, I think, would opt for back as the convenience middle ground, and, and you're going to get a decent shelf life. I think part of it, too, depends on how complex that protein chain is. You know, like HCG, that's one thing. That doesn't mean that all peptides will be the same. <coughs> Growth no. hormone is really complex. I think that's going to break down faster. I did find a vial of melanotin that was sitting in my fridge for like two years. Okay. And it was mixed and I took a shot and it worked. Like I got the flush. It was sitting there. I was like, yeah, I'm going to try it. Why not? You, you seem to be opening your fridge and administrating your drugs. Like I open my fridge and administrate food. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of oh, I'll just grab that. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> a little melanotin this morning. Maybe, oh, there's some HCG. I could, yeah, it's taste, it sounds tasty yeah. right now. Um, okay. So there's a guy we have who's using TRT and HCG. Mm. He said that, uh, he said he knows that, that we advocate not using an AI on TRT, that your, your levels should be in range. He said that even though he's in the normal range, he's getting higher estrogen. Should he use aromasin? A low dose. He's getting he's getting higher estrogen because HCG will aromatize to estrogen, so that's what's adding that second factor into that. There's that sharp conversion, right? Yeah. So there's there's obviously this. we've yeah. we've we've yeah, but you need to be able to stroke it. This is this is where you. I mean, I really should be down here somewhere by now, but never mind. Um, I, I, I appreciate guys. Anybody who's listening to this on the audio podcast, I'm sure your visual was very unique right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um we're talking about beers um but no um there there's a couple of things you can try before going to aromasin as we've already discussed um in alternative issue management like changing your injection protocol and stuff like that as well yeah. um you can drop the hcg to really sort of 20 30 iu every day yeah which is obviously going to lower issue conversion because you've not got that big flood. So all those are going to help. But if you are going to have to use an AI uh, because you are suffering estrogen, and this is the thing, you don't necessarily have to lower estrogen just because it's elevated on a blood test. You, you know, put a balance between what you're reading is and what you're physically experiencing. Mm. Um, but if you do, then aromacin would definitely be the, the AI of choice that I would go for for its mildness and its low impact secondary on other, other factors. One of our listeners said, um, mixed with bacteriostatic water, HCG has three months. That's what his TRT clinic said. He's probably right then, yeah. All right. What else do we have here? Oh, we had a listener. This is an interesting one. I had some thoughts on it. This was on an older episode he commented. We were talking about different carrier oils uh, potentially causing allergies. And mm -hmm. he said that after he used Tren, that he had it developed an allergy to tomatoes. And it lasted for like three months post-use. Yeah, yeah. I had a couple thoughts on this one. I had two thoughts. So first well, of all, f f well, well, first of all, the tomatoes, not tomatoes. So let's just get the pronunciation said, correct, tomato. please. No, you said tomato. Said. You say tomato. You don't say tomato. You say tomato. That's what I said. Tomato. Scott. That's exactly what I we said. Are. Now. Don't you dare there? say. Don't dare say Yorkshire now either, or I'll slap you. I'll reach into that monitor and Where I'll do you slap live, that Dave? beard off you. Where do you live, Dave? <laughs> I live in Yorkshire, mate. What's Yorkshire, mate? That's the county I live in. Yorkshire, mate? It's not happening. <laughs> Don't even go there. It's not happening. I'm We're going to get Richard on here. not trick you. You're not going to trick me this week. We're going to get Richard on here, and he's going to prove once and for all that it's called Yorkshire. Just wait. 
He's a sheep shagging Welsh fucker. Don't be getting him off. Sheep shagging Welsh fucker. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think I actually understood what you meant there. I must be I'm becoming acclimated to the uh, to the language. It's about bloody time. So, a couple things. There's actually there's actually uh, studies done uh, on women that get allergies with progesterone. They don't have much stuff on men, you know, because obviously it's it's something that that, that women go through, but. Uh, in fact, I, I've known people that have had these issues. So, you know, there is that. I wouldn't be surprised. Other thing is, I'm going to call it like total inflammatory load. That if you have an allergy, like, okay, I get seasonal allergies. Dude, I get allergies all the time. Some years they're better than other years. It's not that the environment changes, but my reaction to the allergens change. If my, like... If, if you have a bucket, you know, this is the way Victoria's explained it too. If you have a bucket, your bucket starts empty and then, you know, you, you're, you're taking trend, which is an allergen, you know, it has something in it that's irritating you. You're adding to that bucket. You're adding to that bucket. If your bucket's already full and then it's hay fever season, then, it, you know, of course you're going to have a strong reaction. So I wonder if maybe he already had like an underlying uh, allergy or inflammatory reaction which, I mean, that's really what it is. It's like it's a histamine reaction. It's an inflammation. I wonder if he already had some sort of predisposition to that, but having boosted up his inflammatory load from Tren and the progesterone, that it just triggered it. I, I'm curious as to what his allergic reaction to tomatoes was. You know what? It's not, on the, it's not on the latest you show, know, but it's not on the latest it, podcast, so I can't find – I can't dig back uh, – was it was it a stomach upset or was it a, was it a reaction in the skin or was it hot flushes and things like that? I'm just curious as to how he tied it down to tomatoes. That was all. I'm not saying he's wrong in any way, shape, or form. I was just interested. Yeah, well, I think you figure it out by like you eat it and then all of a sudden. I think he did say something about breathing. Okay. I think he did. I can't remember though. It's like buried in. No, the I was. I was just wondering if if the reaction would shed some more light on what the inflammatory route was, so to speak. You know what I mean? Because we we know stuff like breathing. We know trend affects breathing. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there is there something in that process that we could look at? But never mind. Moving on. We've got a couple in the feed. I'll pull in here. Um, what about this one? I I don't know anything about this, Dave. You might be able to help us out. I've read that melanotin supplementation can suppress testosterone. Oh, melatonin can suppress testosterone levels. Uh, what do you guys know about this? I've read some papers saying that there are no negative sides with supplementing with uh, melatonin for sleep aid. I would suspect that it's not going to have a huge impact on testosterone for the simple reason if it's improving sleep and improving arrested state, your, your testosterone levels in general are going to increase. Yeah, I would think too. So I, I can't see it having much. We, you, you've got to be careful with studies. Um, I mean, for a long time or for a period of time, should I say, uh, people were sworn off Novadex because oh, one study, question. because one study said that it lowered IGF one. Yeah, and the reality of that was, yes, it did lower IGF one in an isolated format, but. Gear improved IGF-1 so much that the effect of Novadex was just not even worth mentioning because yeah. it had no real-world impact. And this is where you've got to be a little bit careful on isolated studies where they take one compound in one situation. Not so much this because, you know, melatonin reduces testosterone in a study, then melatonin reduces testosterone. It, it is. But you've also got to look at what was the study size group, you know, how big was the group? Yeah. Was it eight people? Was it 8,000 people? Because obviously the reaction of eight people and one or two people out of that group had an issue, that doesn't speak for the mass populace. Yeah. Uh, so you, you've got to, when you read studies, look at the detail and look at the relationship and the environment in which it was implicated to get a better understanding of how applicable that is to what we do. So related question. This is from Mitch Green back on the YouTube page. 
Uh, can you please talk about how Nova will actually cancel out your HGH that you are taking? I was taking Nova for a month, and a friend of mine who has an IFBB pro informed me uh, about how Nova will essentially cancel out the HGH if I that I've been taking. Is this true? No, it's bollocks. Absolute bullshit. And it's an exaggeration from the study I was just talking about. I figured that was a good time to bring it up, right? Yeah, obviously, HGH, conversion, IGF, Novadex reduces IGF. Absolute bollocks. Wouldn't touch it. Would not have any impact whatsoever. You could always get your blood work done, too, and see for yourself, you know, if you wanted yeah, to experiment. Just... If you really wanted no. to not take our word for it, you know. But I wouldn't the, believe that. That's it. No, I wouldn't either. That's a very primate. I haven't got a fucking clue what I'm talking about. I just make it up as I go along. Um, it's not professional. But that's a prime example. I'm very unprofessional. Shut up. That That's a, a prime example of a study being shoehorned and wholesaled into something mm. where it just doesn't fit. You know, people hear Novodakis reduces IGF-1. They don't hear anything else. They don't read anything else. They don't know the context of the study. So they automatically assume, well, if Novodex reduces IGF-1, then Novodex is going to be a negative effect on growth. Yeah. When actually it's bollocks. Um, and that's where you've got to be so careful. It's like TRT studies. People look at TRT studies in relationship to super pharmacological testosterone use. Yeah. And, and the, the two don't relate. No. Uh, it's a bit like alcohol. A small amount of alcohol is is going to give you a boost. That's why the, the, the French drink little third pints in the morning because it gives them a kickstart. It's a stimulant. The French do that? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, coup de tarsum, what they call it. But <laughs> uh, when you increase alcohol over a certain level, it becomes a depressant. It becomes negative. And the same with testosterone. A small amount of testosterone is going to boost cognitive function. Well, a small amount of testosterone get... is going to mimic what your body naturally produces. A large amount is going to compound upon itself and be a drug, you know? Yes, but this, the thing is, if you if you supplement with test and you brought your test levels up to, say, 30, 35, and more, you're probably going to have an increase in cognitive function. Yeah. But you bring them up to 150, you're going to have a decrease in cognitive function because now it becomes a negative and actually starts damaging the cognitive functions. Sure. Uh, and and that's where you've got to be, you know, you've got to be very careful in how you apply studies. Mm. Um, a lot of studies and a lot of papers just aren't worth the paper they're written on, unfortunately, and it's just a shame. Um, unfortunately, you know, academics, people that write these studies, their funding, their wages comes from producing studies. Uh, and sometimes they pick the most inane subjects that have no real-world implication or no furthering of knowledge to do a study on because it's easy money, because hey, that's how they earn a living. Next episode, if we have the time, let's talk about Maya Underwood's new study uh, that, that we discussed a little bit before the show. I mean, I think it's basic stuff to you and I, but... And, and probably to our community, but it's maybe informative to those in the scientific world. Yeah, I, I, I like my I've got a lot, a lot of time for her. Uh, but I, I, and in general, you know, she, she, she does the due diligence and she does do the work. And there is, there is something in that, like you said, that we might know, and it may seem very, very obvious to us, but it is actually for a different community. Exactly. Yeah, it's not for us, uh, and quite often it'll be looked at by GPs that are still probably saying that testosterone will cause you to fall down dead if you take one shot. You know what I mean? So uh, it, it is important information in a sense. I just I, I like meteor stuff. <laughs> All right. How about uh, any harm <clears throat> in continuously taking T three at fifty micrograms a day? Any harm? You're probably better on this one. You, you've had a lot more experience with thyroids than me. I guess if you need it, you know, if you need it, if you don't need it, I think that, yeah, it could become an issue. I Listen, when you're cycling T3, I have not seen people have any type of issue where it's messed up their natural thyroid production. But 
I think that there's two types of abuse. There's either duration or there's dose. You know, if you were to run 50 micrograms for 12 weeks versus 12 years, it's going to have a different effect. You know, I could see after 12 years, you could potentially have some issues. Yeah, generally, your thyroid gland appears to be particularly robust when it comes to being like shut word. down. It's a good word, robust. Um, but I Maybe have seen a couple of people <laughs> count to 10, count to 10. Um, happy place, happy place, happy place. No, I, I have seen a couple of people that have had post-usage problems. Yeah. Um, it's impossible to say whether they had a pre-usage problem because if they did, they weren't aware of it. Right. Uh, and it's impossible to say whether, um, you know, they were going to go there or end up at that position anyway. But it is rare. It is not common. Most people cope with thyroids, thyroxines very, very well. I had one guy that it took him a, a longer time. Like it, it took him a mm. month to, to bounce back. And guess what? His mom has Hashimoto's. Which would genetic predisposition to, to something. And I've seen a few people have thyroid issues off gear usage. I've heard of this. Particularly Nandrolones. I've heard Tren is bad for shutting down or reducing mm. T3 or thyroid in general. Um, it's, now, these are people that had existing mild thyroid issues. Okay. The, or had pre predisposition to thyroid issues, but currently didn't have anything. And as soon as they entered, they took an androlone, the thyroid was a mess. Uh, stopped the androlone and the thyroid function returned to normal. But it was, you know, they knew that at some point they would probably need thyroid medication. Um, so, yeah, you know, there's there's lots of things that can, can play with your thyroid. But generally, for most healthy people, it's not going to be an issue. However... I have never known anyone run it for numerous years, so I can't comment on that. But I would suspect that numerous years of use would result in a problem. I, I'd want to ask him why he would want to do this long term. You know, what would be Yay. the benefit? If it's for fat loss, then I think that you need to do something with diet differently, you know, because it's just mm -hmm. a crutch at that point, you know. And if it's if it's how you're feeling, then the chances are that you may already have a thyroid issue anyway. So what you're doing is actually medicating a, a problem. I've noticed that when I use T3, I feel like a, a I'm not going to call it a stimulant like effect because I could take it in the evening and still go to sleep. But I do feel sharper, slightly like energized. Yeah, yeah, like a little more crisp, a little little bit more quick thinking for sure. So you need to be more crisp and less crusty at the moment. Dude, I drank a bang yesterday at 4 p.m. I trained so hard. It was amazing. Oh, lost me headphones. Do I need to bring the comment back up about our professionalism? I think I do. I, think I didn't I hear a word of that, so he was probably slagging me off something chronic all the way through that. I would never do that, Dave. I drank a bang yesterday at 4 p.m. I trained legs so hard. So hard. Like, I got extra reps. I know it was because of that 350 milligrams of caffeine. And then guess what? 10 p.m. And I'm like, I'm still working. I feel great. Yeah, you know, sometimes I've had that from hard workouts as well, yeah. where I've remained elevated post. I used to love Bang. I can't, I can't cope with Red Bull, and I can't cope with Monster. Huh. Now, I know the caffeine content's not the same, but it's the other stimulants that fuck me up. Huh. Because Bang only contains, I think it only contains caffeine as a stimulant. I don't think it contains any other stimulants. Okay. I tolerate that really well. And I used to love Bang. I what absolutely about, loved it. What about L-tyrosine? Is that in Never tried it. Oh, it's in, in, I don't know, is it? It's in a lot I'm of the sure. energy drinks. I, I just found Bang I was good with, took a Red Bull, and I was a fucking paranoid mess. Let me see here. Where, you go Where are you going now? We got here. What he we fucking got talks here? to me about professionalism and then runs up. Is that an empty one? Yeah, this is the one I drank yesterday. So why are you saving the empty tin? Because in Michigan, you have a deposit. Do you? Yeah, so you have to pay. Like, if the price is $2, then it comes out to $2.10 at the register. You and cheap shit. So you're saving one can for $0.10. Cents. 
No, I also drink soda. Like when I eat my meal two and my meal three, I'll have a can of pop with it. Usually one, maybe two a day. And do you get your money back with that as well? Yeah, yeah, because it it adds up. Because each twelve pack is a dollar twenty more. So plus it's their recycling. That's the way that Michigan. A lot of states only have a five cent deposit, but Michigan has a ten cent deposit. We we used to have it on on bottles years ago. The pop bottles used to be glass, the big pop bottles, and you'd get ten pence back on one when you returned the bottle, which everybody did. In fact, as kids, you used to run around looking for them in bushes and stuff, so you could take them to the local shop and get some sweets. Yeah, I, I was looking to see if El Tyrosine is in here, dude. There are so many, so many things in this that are not natural. Um, but El Tyrosine, well, I was going to mention it, 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 it to to our guy with T three that if he does feel like he has sluggish teeth, you can use El Tyrosine as like a PCT from T three. I never knew that. Yeah, it it helps you to give you the like basically the scaffolding to produce T3 or to produce thyroid hormone. So no, I mean, right. produce T4, but yeah, it it could be something. It's a nice bridge. If you, since we were kind of talking about that, you can come off of your thyroid hormone and go to L-tyrosine or you can just use L-tyrosine as a supplement. Plus it helps with like cognitive stuff. It's good. It's good. Good, good supplement. You know, you just said there's so many things in here that aren't natural. Yeah. Where did you think the contents of the tin came from? The bang fruit tree? I mean, I just looked at it. I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of chemicals in this. <laughs> yeah, well, fucking is in all of them. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right. Let me see if we have anything else here. Uh, we got the loose skin. We got the HCG, the trend in allergies. Uh, that that might be it. We might have something here in the live feed that I missed. Let's see here. Uh, I've got a cooler T-shirt than you, by the way. What is that? Ah. That is Hammerstein from Judge Dredd. Oh, I don't even know what that is. Oh God! Oh, you've so, not heard. You've heard of Judge Dredd, surely? Uh, no. Shitty film with Sylvester Stallone based on the comics, two thousand AD. You're like it's like you're speaking a different language right now. I don't even know what the words you just said. People, this is what I have to work with. I'll I'll tell you. Yes. Point point that way. Cameras are different. (laughs) He said he actually feels better on the L or on the T three. He may he may have an underlying thyroid issue. um, You know, it might be advisable to come off, test your levels once clearance has taken place, Mm. and see where you're sitting naturally. You know, you may may actually be needing to see a doctor and, and get a proper treatment program set up. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's call it a day here, man. Oh wait, we got one more. It's it's Tuesday. Do you want to call it a different day? We call it Wednesday. In the last episode, you talked about EQ. Is there any way to offset stomach problems it has the ability to cause, or is it just person dependent? I think it is. It's very person dependent. You've heard of stomach problems on EQ specifically. I've heard of EQ massively increasing appetite, and I've heard of EQ destroying appetite. I've heard that it can cause IBS. Is that true and avoidable? My understanding is not actual IBS, but the increase in in blood viscosity can cause some issues uh, with gut, gut digestion. We've got the coolest listeners, dude. We had people come on the last episode about equipoise, and talk about how it does suppress GABA. Mm-hmm. It, that's what causes anxiety. One guy said that he ran EQ, and then for like the next three months after it was he was done, or maybe, no, it was like eight months after he was done, he was experiencing crazy anxiety issues. The, the problem with anxiety as well is, I, I got anxiety a very long time ago through overuse of ephedrine. Mm. I was hammering the fucking things. Um, and it took fucking years to get into a position to be able to manage that anxiety to the point where it was no longer impacting. No kidding. And this is the reason why we tell people, like, less drugs are better, you know? Oh, fucking years and years post-usage was I suffering with anxiety issues. You take a bunch of stuff that you didn't necessarily need, you take more risk. Look at yeah. Dave. 
See, beautiful face. All right, let's get out of here. What do you got going on today? I have about eight clients left to do for today because I split them into different days. Um, I need a pee. And I've got I've got somebody coming over for an emergency blood test. Hmm. I, I, I'm not going to say any more patient confidentiality and all that shit. But um, is he a pro? No, uh, but he is unfortunately very misguided in his dosings. Hmm. What left that? I'm reading my oxygen levels. Dead. You have one of these? Yeah, I do actually, yeah. I figured you might. You know what else I got? What? I got a new blood pressure machine. That's exactly the same as the one I've got. Is it? It's slow. Yeah. Yeah, it's not brilliant. I must admit, I've been thinking of replacing mine. It's not brilliant at all. I can fit my arm in the cuff, but it won't close properly. Like, I can technically fit my arm in the cuff. This is my big cuff, but it's not working with the big cuff. Um, I've found through years of having BPs done that the big cuffs are notoriously problematic for getting a decent reading. Hmm. Um, They just don't fit right. Uh, And as a result of that, you get some really fucked up readings. So you end up having to do three or four different readings and then just looking at the averages. Yeah, I'm getting weird stuff. Yeah, I don't have that problem anymore. I've got small arms. Still bigger than yours, though, but small. All right, guys, listen, if you uh, if you enjoy your content, do us a favor. Like I said, hit the like button. If you haven't subscribed yet, we've got a bunch of stuff coming out. We've got Missy Trescott. Actually, by the time this comes out, we will already have heard Missy. She's the Fitness Miss Olympia. I just recorded uh, with uh, uh, Drea Shaw, Andrea Shaw. She's uh, Miss Olympia. She won bodybuilding. She's out of here out of Detroit. Great bodybuilder, too. She's good. Bunch of other stuff. So are you gonna are you gonna get Big Rammy on? We had Chad Nichols. Yeah, but that's not Big Rammy. That's Chad's Big coach. Who speaks I know. English. So can't you get Big Rammy through Chad? He doesn't speak a lot of English, Dave. I, I don't. I honestly don't know how how good his English is. Is his English that bad? It, it's better than it was a couple years ago. Let's put it that way. But, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so guys, yeah. You know, we've got a bunch of stuff, so hang out with us. And, uh, of course, go to crosslands.org.uk and uh, reach out to Dave. You can reach me. I'm down in the show notes. i got my email there, McNallyDiets at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, let us know what you think. Let us know what we should do for our next steroid profile of the week. Any any parting oh, words, Dave? Say, otherwise I'll pick an even more obscure one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do something like PGF2A or something like that. (laughs) Well, for Dave Crossland, I'm Scott McNally. Chip, chip, cheerio. Dave. Bye.